0: Focus on Headline. All right, let's take a look at what major issues are making the headlines today on Focus on Headline. For this, joining us in the studio, we have our reporters Handan and E young Guys, welcome back. Good, Good evening. evening. Good evening to you and Jiang. I believe it is the first time that we're seeing you in the uh, New Year's. So happy New Year's yes, to you. Yes, happy
1: New Year's to you and happy New Year's to the new uh, Korea Now family. <laughs> that's
0: right. All right, guys, let's start things off. Uh, the presidential office saying that there are no plans for a major cabinet reshuffle this year, uh, really dispelling recent rumors uh, surrounding this issue. Now, of course, it is normal uh, that the uh, there are some cabinet reshuffles normally, but it uh, seems like that's not the case here. Dan, you're going to start us off. Off here. Tell us more about this.
2: Right. Um wait, let me uh get to the first story. President Jun Song Yeol, during the first cabinet meeting of the new year held yesterday, hinted that there are no plans for a cabinet shakeup, nor a reorganization of the presidential office. Following his remarks, a ruling party official told Yonhap News Agency that the year 2023 will be a year to focus on making achievements, and so it'll be difficult to carry out a reshuffle unless there are absolute reasons to replace current officials. The official noted that there are no elections set for this year, nor any critical issues that calls for a cabinet shakeup. It's widely expected that a reshuffle will come when some of the top officials resign to run for next year's general elections. So it looks like the top office will focus on stabilizing the current system at the office for the time being, while limiting new appointments to the secretaries for the newly created posts only, such as the secretary for international legal affairs and secretary for policy coordination and with Yoon's approval ratings topping 40 percent in recent polls, the top office now appears to be focusing on achieving tangible results entering the second year of President Yoon's tenure. And with regards to the main opposition Democratic Party's calls to sack Interior Ministry Lee Sang-min over the government's bungled response to the Itaewon tragedy, the top office appears to be sticking to its stance that Lee will remain in office. The ruling party had assumed that President Yoon would carry out a cabinet reshuffle in some ministries, and this rumor gained momentum after uh, the annual performance assessments on ministers and vice ministers. And some predicted that certain chief secretary positions could be replaced. But President Yoon asked cabinet members to pay no attention to those rumors and focus on duties for the new year. He said it's crucial to make efforts to revamp people's livelihoods and seek Korea's sustainable future growth. And uh, as we mentioned several times already, President Yoon is uh, also very much committed to carrying out the three major reforms in labor, education, and pension.
0: In the meantime, President Yoon Sagar was briefed this morning on our military's response strategy and uh, ordered to consider scrapping the September 19th military agreement if North Korea invades. Our territory once again uh, I think the consensus is despite the fact that there is a September 19th military agreement it's been broken numerous times from North Korea so mm-hmm. what's the point of having this is uh, some of the arguments that have been coming out uh, Ji-young, let's talk more about this
1: sure now according to the presidential office uh, President Yoon held a private meeting with the Office of National Security as well as the Joint Chiefs of Staff and the Agency for Defense Development now yong Han's senior secretary for public relations, Kim Eun-hae, said that President Yoon instructed his staff to consider suspending the uh, September 19th military agreement if North Korea commits another territorial invasion. Now the military agreement was made between President Moon Jae-in and North Korean leader Kim Jong-un in Pyongyang in 2018 where the two sides agreed on easing military tensions between the two Koreas. Um, Now a high-ranking official from the presidential office explained that North Korea violated the September 19th agreement not only with the North sending drones over Seoul airspace, but also with their frequent uh, missile provocations, as you mentioned, SJ. Now, the president's office also released specific instructions related to drones where President Yoon ordered Defense Minister Lee jong sup to establish a Joint drone unit that performs multi purpose mis- missions such as search and surveillance. Now, the president also ordered to establish a mass production system for stro- small drones and also develop um, stealth drones within this year and also create a plan and a system to produce our own fully autonomous killer drones. Now, on this, uh, the PR secretary Kimune added that President Yoon ordered the military to be able to pump its capabilities to go beyond North Korea's provocations and fulfill its role and responsibility as armed forces.
0: Uh, now this time, we're going to move on uh, to the ongoing parliamentary investigation on the Itaewon crowd crush. Uh, the first hearing uh, being held today where over 40 witnesses, including top police officials, were summoned here. Uh, Tan, what do we need, know so far on day one?
2: Right, key witnesses included National Police Agency Commissioner General Yun Higen, Seoul Metropolitan Police Agency Chief Kim Kwang Ho, former Yongsan Police Station Chief Yim Jae, and former head of the Yongsan uh, 112 Situation Room Song Byung Ju. Now, among the 44 witnesses summoned. Five police officials, including Song, did not attend the hearing citing poor health or because they are in custody. The Special Committee on the Parliamentary Investigation issued and executed a judicial accompany order this afternoon on the five officials, saying both uh, with the both the ruling and opposition parties agreeing that the presence of the five are crucial to uncover the truth about the Itaewon accident. Uh, The witnesses uh, were mostly grilled over the bungled response and lack of prompt efforts, despite receiving emergency calls asking for urgent help, informing the police that... uh, The area is getting dangerously crowded. The ruling party strongly criticized the police for not taking preemptive measures uh, on one of the busiest nights in Itaewon and instead focusing on drug-related crimes. They slammed police officials for not placing citizen safety above all else. Former Yongsan Police Station Chief Im Jae in particular was attacked from all sides, and he later apologized that uh, and admitted that it was an unfortunate day when the police uh, was unable to properly uh, get a full grasp of the overall situation. One of the main issues uh, in the hearing was whether the Yongsan Police Station asked the Seoul Metropolitan uh, Police Agency to d- dispatch a police squad for crowd control. Former Yongsan Police Chief Lee Im-jie claimed he ordered such a request to be made, but the SMPA turned it down. SMPA Chief Kim Kwang ho however, claimed he did not receive such a request. He said the SMPA did not receive a request for a police squad other uh, than the one for traffic control. But Lee insisted that there was a lot of evidence that he did, in fact, uh, order the request to be made. So they're, you know, playing the the blame game right. here. National Police Agency Commissioner General Yun Hee-gun during the hearing, admitted that he was drinking that night. It was confirmed that he drank with his acquaintances after mount climbing, and he went to bed at a nearby camping area. So he missed calls from the police about the accident made at around 11:30 p.m. and 11:50 p.m. But um, Yun maintained his stance that uh, having a drink on the weekend is not problematic. The second hearing is set for Friday uh, and the committee has summoned related government officials, including Interior Minister Lee Sang-min, Minister of Health and Welfare Cho Kyu-hong, Seoul Mayor Oh Se-hoon, and Yongsan Ward Office Chief Park ki young The rival parties are coordinating uh, on the schedule for a third hearing, but witnesses have yet to be decided as they haven't reached an agreement on the extension of the state probe. The probe period is set to end this Saturday. Now, talks are being held between the two rival parties on the extension of the probe amid criticisms that a proper probe was delayed for over a month while the National Assembly locked horns over this year's budget bill. The main opposition Democratic Party called for extending the probe by at least 10 days and holding additional hearings, but the ruling People Power Party has yet to accept the proposal.
0: Again, this is, uh, I think, a lot of also experts have mentioned this, but the, the biggest flaw of this uh, parliamentary investigative committee is the fact that it's bipartisan. It's involving the parties, right? That You have the two major parties and the, you have some of the m- uh, minor parties uh, involved with this as well, so it becomes a political thing. Uh, if this was not a political political thing, uh, then extending the probe by at least 10 days, where uh, certainly more investigation into the incident will potentially uh, unveil more answers. Who would be against this, right? Uh, but it does seem like the second hearing, uh, again, set for Friday, this is going to be quite interesting, because we do have now the big names. Of course, uh, Interior Minister Lee Sang-min uh, has been at the center of controversy, but at the same time, the big question, Yongsan Ward, uh, uh, Ward Office Chief uh, Pak young and maybe even uh, you know, Seoul Mayor Oh Se-hoon, uh, why there was wasn't any planning uh, in the first place. I, I know the argument was that because the Itaewon, uh the festivities is it's not a official, uh, organized uh, you know event, and so they you know didn't put any plans in there. I think that's ridiculous to be honest with you. But hopefully there's more answer to this. Uh, meanwhile, another special investigation team on the 1 crowd crush. This one led by the police has tentatively concluded that the Interior Ministry and the Seoul City are not responsible for the accident. that claimed 158 deaths. You could say it's 159 if you, of course, add uh, the one student who uh, unfortunately took his own life uh, after seeing uh, a couple of his friends uh, lose their life in Itaewon here. Don, you have more on this.
2: Right. The investigation team led by the police has reportedly concluded that based on the Disaster and Safety Management Act, Higher government bodies like the central or metropolitan governments do not hold direct responsibility in case of such accidents. It says that local offices and local authorities, in this case namely the fire authorities and the ward government of Yongsan covering the Itaewon district, have concrete responsibility over the bungled response to the deadly accident. The Disaster and Safety Management System is divided in three stages, one handled by the Interior Ministry, and two by the Metropolitan Government, and three handled by local governments. And based on this system, local offices are responsible to draw up safety plans for districts and counties. So the police probe tentatively concluded that the Interior Ministry and the Seoul City have no duties to plan or manage safety measures that are limited to one specific district, in this case, Itewan. And on top of this, the Disaster and Safety Management Act stipulates that local offices not hire government bodies as the first responders in case of a disaster. The police investigation team is likely to wrap up its special probe on the lines of holding former Yongsan Police Station Chief Lee Im-jae, Yongsan Ward Office Chief Park Hyang, and Yongsan Fire Department Chief Che Sung-bum accountable.
0: I don't know how this is going to uh, fare with uh, maybe the public when it comes... Mm-hmm. I think from the very start, uh, the Yongsan Fire Department Chief uh, chesong Sung-bum, right? I mean, he was uh, basically... It, for our listeners out there, if you've ever seen uh, any of the the press conferences that happened uh, within the, the several hours after the tragedy, there he was the gentleman who was all holding all these press conferences uh, in in early morning hours. Uh, on Sunday uh, mm-hmm. you could see him visibly shaking and i think the consensus the public consensus was that he did everything that he was right. pot- able yeah. to do right, right. i mean his, his people were able to do whatever they're uh, capable of doing and so they were saying look you so you you guys are blaming the wrong people here mm-hmm. and if the police investigation team is basically going to, you know, I think I think no one will argue that maybe, uh, you know, Yongsan Police Chief uh Lee Im-jae or Yongsan Ward Office Chief mm-hmm. uh, Park young would be accountable for this. But uh, putting Yongsan Fire Department Chief uh, Chae Sung-bum accountable, uh, that might be a bit controversial uh, there, and uh, the public would not really fare well with this. Guys, um, I'm sure we'll get more on this as uh, the... Course, the, the second day, I believe, uh, Friday uh, is when the second day of the hearing is going to take place. But in the meantime, let's talk economy. Uh, as the nation is experiencing an economic downturn, the government put forth a package of measures to mitigate the impact while offering support for the people's livelihoods. Now, one of the measures uh, includes creating over a million jobs mm-hmm. for this year. That's certainly a lot. ji uh, let's get the details on this.
1: Now, yes. Now, uh, Finance Minister Chu gyeong ho held an emergency meeting of economy related ministers on Wednesday to announce stability measures amid inflation and also a slowdown in the job market. Uh, 65% of the central government's budget will be spent during the first half of the year, while the municipal governments will spend 60.5%. Now, the employment situation is expected to deteriorate due to the economic slowdown. And also experts say that inflation is expected to remain high for the time being. So uh, the job market this year is not looking so great. That's why the government plans to fill 90% of its temporary jobs for the elderly and the vulnerable in the first half of the year and plans to spend 70% of its 14.9 trillion won budget uh, earmarked for the purpose to hire 940,000 workers by June this year. Now, this would be, as I mentioned, 90% of the annual quota, which is about 1,044,000 jobs, which is an increase of 14,000 compared to last year. Now, the ministry explained that they want to spend their funds in the first half of the year to help revitalize the private sector, since there is a possibility that the economy will sharply slow down in the first half. Now, we will also see an increase in financial support for for food, education, transportation, and cultural expenses for low-income households as well.
0: Yesterday, uh, we talked about uh, some of maybe uh, vouchers or coupons uh, slated for the Lunar New Year holiday and so forth. Uh, we have more news on this front ahead of that uh, Lunar New Year holiday later this month. The government announced to expand a supply of products as well as a supporting uh, support heating costs, uh, also known as energy vouchers for the underprivileged. Gene, uh, let's also get more on this.
1: Sure. Now, to have a breather on the soaring prices for uh, Lunar New Year, items this year, uh, the government will supply a record 208,000 tons of 16 key items in high demand from its reserves until January 20th to bring down consumer prices. Now, this is the largest supply of items that the government has provided uh, in history, actually, in around $30 $30 billion won will also be spent to offer up to 60% in discounts on agriculture, livestock, and fishery commodities. Now, also, the government has decided to increase energy discounts to minimize the burden on the underprivileged, as electricity rates have also recently risen uh, since la- the end of last year. Right. Now, until April, the unit price of energy discount vouchers for the winter season will increase from 145,000 won to 152,000 won. And the unit price of vouchers for single-parent households and minors who are breadwinners of their families, also known in Korean as Kajangs, will double from 310,000 to 641,000 won. Now also, welfare facilities for the elderly and disabled will also receive an additional subsidy of 300,000 to a million won per month for heating costs. Now the government will also provide loans uh, worth approximately 39 trillion won to small and medium-sized businesses through national banks. Uh, Now for people traveling to their hometowns during these holidays, also highway tolls will not be collected. and. also, entry to publicly run, pu- uh, public, uh, pr- uh privately run, uh, publicly. Uh, publicly run facilities will be free of charge from January twenty first through twenty fourth.
0: Yeah, again, I mean usually uh, the last one that you mentioned here. I mean usually that's the case, uh, but of course we've seen that kind of uh, being lifted uh, during the height of the pandemic, mm-hmm. obviously. But uh, certainly a lot of support for the underprivileged here, guys. Let's talk about something that is and always will be something that's interesting to talk about. Uh, It is always going to be the hottest topic here in South Korea. We're talking about real estate. The government is now going all out to prop up Korea's real estate market. It's quickly cooled from the high lending rates uh, on top of uh, strict regulations introduced by the previous Moon administration. Tan, you're going to walk us through the additional measures announced today to help ease the real estate regulations.
2: Right. Combining the measures introduced today and as well as those previously introduced after President Yoon took took office, Korea has basically rolled back all the real estate measures rolled out by the previous Moon administration. So Mm -hmm. for the real estate market, the clock has been rewinded to five years ago. Now this in efforts to prop up the market that rapidly cooled amid steep rate hikes and uh, to prevent the collapse of the market, which of course would uh, have a negative impact on the overall Korean economy. Looking into the details, the government has lifted property-related regulations in most of Seoul and metropolitan areas uh, and will remove Seoul and its adjacent metropolitan areas from the closely watched speculative districts, except for four districts, Gangnam, Seocho, and Songpa, uh, namely the three most lucrative areas in Gangnam, uh, as well as Yongsan in central Seoul. The land ministry said the move will take effect from tomorrow. Currently, most of the capital city of Seoul and Gwacheon, songnam Hanam, and Kwangmyong of Gyeonggi province are designated as speculative areas. Areas To avoid what the government calls the hard landing in the real estate market, the government will also lift the pre-sale price cap system across Seoul and metropolitan areas, except for the aforementioned four districts. The pre-sale price cap system, adopted in late 2019 for apartments to be built by private builders amid signs of escalating home prices, has been widely regarded as one of the strongest measures taken by the government to clamp down on housing prices. It was first introduced in 2007 to curb soaring home prices under the Don administration, uh, but was scrapped in 2015 under the Park Geun-hye government to boost the economy. Other measures include allowing intermediate loans for home buyers regardless of their home prices. Currently, only houses with a pre sale uh, price of less than 1.2 billion won are offered the interim payment loan guarantee, but the loan will now be expanded to all home buyers. Housing subscriptions that we call chongyak uh, will also be open to multiple homeowners to tackle the rising number of unsold new homes. Various property tax cuts are also in store for home buyers and a set of uh, remaining regulations like having to reside at the house that you purchased before selling to lower real estate sales tax or transfer tax will also be lifted.
0: Again, this is... Uh Quite interesting. I, I'm not sure what they're trying to tackle here uh, at this time, but uh, one of the what's being mentioned at this time. Let's say now, uh, m- my wife and I were talking about this last night. Uh, she was saying that because uh, we live in Anyang uh, and in an area that used to be considered speculative, uh, which is why when we bought our house last year uh, or two years ago, uh, we could only get a certain amount of loan was what mm-hmm. it was. Uh, and she said now it's been lifted. It's going to be easier to borrow money. And uh, goodness, we should have waited a little bit more and maybe would have bought a bigger house. But the problem with that is uh, right now the lending rates are super high, right? Mm -hmm. And so even despite the fact that the LTV, you know, uh, loan to value ratio is uh, increased, there's not going to be a lot of people who are going to be able to purchase this. Mm -hmm. Uh, But on the flip side, what I think is going to happen is if you make it easier for people to buy these homes now, homes are going to go up again and so if you're a homeowner uh, if you've been struggling with the idea that your homes have been you know, plunking and, and, and tanking in prices uh, mm-hmm. because of the high lending rates. It might be good news because it might go up again. But if you don't have a home and you're looking to buy a home, it's not going to make it any easier, is what I think. I've always been a firm believer that no measures, no government policy is going to help ease uh, the, the 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 real estate prices. It's, it's people that keep raising it because they consider it, again, real estate, a, a speculative investment is what mm-hmm. happens. Uh, The fact, of course, um, that the government is also loosening regulation one after another means that, again, uh, real estate sales are dropping off like Cliff uh, in some areas like Songdo, uh, Mm -hmm. Dongtan. Uh, It is it's been terrible for them. Uh, Back in the day, applying for new apartment subscriptions used to be hard as winning the lottery, which is that's why we call it, you know, lottery. (laughs) Uh, But now people aren't even signing on to new apartment subscriptions, even if they get picked because of these high interest rates, I'm assuming.
1: Yeah, that's right, SJ. Now, even if. Even with the restrictions lifted, the real estate market is so dry that we're even seeing people pass on their new apartment subscriptions in hot real estate areas such as Gwangmyung or even Pompul. Now, to give you an example, the average competition rate for first place subscriptions was 0.621. Or less in Kwangmyong, which means that if you applied, you got, uh, you were able to sign up for a new apartment subscription. Now, this is quite unusual for a place like Kwangmyong, uh, which is a city that is easy to commute to Seoul and has not had an unsold household for eight years. Now. As interest rates are soaring people are reluctant to buy a house because most of us would have to get a loan from the bank and uh, not of us not a lot of us can um, be able to give back the money to the bank uh, on a monthly and a regular basis so now the perception of lottery apartments has become a thing of the past now also in tegu um, as of November last year there were 11,700 unsold apartments which is more than the total unsold units in the metropolitan area. And also, as of November last year, there were 58,000 unsold unsold homes nationwide, which is a 23% increase in one month. Now, that's why there were concerns that uh, there are concerns that the small and medium sized construction companies could collapse. And we've seen this before during recessions, and it could eventually create a domino effect in our economy if um, these small and medium sized constructions go bankrupt. Now, if construction companies collapse, the crisis can spread to financial companies that lent money, especially to secondary financial institutions such as security companies, uh, securities companies, and also savings banks. So even with loosening these real estate regulations, it's unclear whether the real estate market will revive in a high interest rate climate.
0: Yeah, the problem with these, like, uh, the quote-unquote lottery apartments mm-hmm. is that it used to be pre-pandemic uh, when we saw, like, real estate prices just skyrocket, right? Mm-hmm. It used to be that you could buy these houses, apartments, for very, very cheap. That's mm-hmm. why everyone was basically rushing in, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you could buy, uh, I don't know, I, I remember looking at this uh, maybe five years ago, an apartment, uh, three bedroom, two bathrooms, and things like that in uh, Anyang was something like uh, 400,000. 000- Uh, Mm -hmm. $400,000, it seems like a lot, but it's actually very, very cheap. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, if you look at these new, uh, uh, the pre-sale prices of apartments down in Anyang, it's something like Mm $900,000. And so no one has $900,000. And so they have to take out these loans. And, uh, you know, when interest rates are super high, people are not going to buy this. And so I think it's not like, unless they lower the prices of these, you know, the the pre-sale lottery apartments and stuff like that, I don't think people are going to buy in and they're even the whole point of kind of giving up on the lottery system is that they now lose uh, what is it They're 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 their place in line is that what it is it's like you lose yes, your points basically Exactly. so you have to start all over again but uh, they're willing to do this because they just can't pay for this right um, also moving on let's talk more on the economy uh, despite the prolonged COVID-19 crisis K-Content exports uh, hit a record high of over 12.4 billion dollars in 2021 This to, uh, thanks to undying love for Hallyu and I think this is going to continue for uh, some quite time now Tana, tell us more
2: Right. According to the culture ministry's latest data, K content industry exports reached $12.45 billion in 2021, up by 4.4% from the year before. That's more than $14.3 trillion when applying the average $1 exchange rate that year. The ministry attributed the feat to the undying K-culture fever around the globe, with members of what they call Hallyu Club surpassing 150 million people. The contents industry has now become one of Korea's key export items that can be placed on par with items such as home appliances and secondary batteries that posted over $8 billion in exports, as well as uh, uh, electric vehicles and display panels that posted over $6 billion and $3 billion, respectively, in outbound shipments in 2021. What's interesting is that, according to government statistics, uh, when exports of K-Content increased by $100 million. Exports of consumer goods such as cosmetics and food also rose by $180 million. So it's it's a synergy effect we can Mm. see there. Sales in the content industry in 2021 were uh, $137.5 trillion, up 7.1% from uh, the previous year. The number of businesses in the content industry increased by over 9% from the previous year to over 100,000, but the number of employees decreased. Uh, to by four by around five percent to a little over six hundred thousand.
0: You know, but uh, we've been seeing a decline in exports, uh, which uh, unfortunately it's because the the main engine of South Korea's economy, but uh, Vietnam has now emerged as Korea's largest trade surplus for the first time. ji tell us more about this.
1: Sure. Now, last year uh, in 2022, South Korea Korea achieved its highest uh, largest trade surplus with Vietnam for the first time. And according to the Ministry of Trade, Industry, and Energy, the country's shipment to Vietnam totaled $60.98 billion last year, while imports from the Southeast Asian nation came to $26.72 billion, resulting in a trade surplus of 34.25 34.25 billion dollars now the surplus it exceeds trade with other countries surpassing the united states with the positive balance of 28 billion dollars uh, followed by hong kong and india now south korea's exports to u.s also increased by 14.5 percent on year in 2022 expanding for the sixth consecutive year since 2017 and surpassing $100 billion for the first time. Uh, However, Hong Kong, which was the country's largest trade surplus partner from 2019 to 2021, slipped to third place last year. Now, with China, which ranked first in the surplus uh, in 2018. It was second in 2019 and third in 2020 and 2021. And guess uh, what it ranked uh, this last year, SJD, because can, can, this was quite a shocking number for me. 22nd. <laughs> exactly. According to the script. According to the script. <laughs> That's right. And when I was doing this research, uh, for me, I, I've never seen China like in in my adult uh, years, watching the news slip after yeah. out of the 10s, right. so two digits. So this was quite a shock mm. for me and also to a lot of people. Uh, lo- but last year's sharp rise in the surplus from Vietnam um, is a tribute to an increase in investment and cooperation between the two countries in a number of areas as the two countries mark their 30th anniversary of normalizing diplomatic relations. uh, relations. But also, when it comes to the largest trade deficit, Saudi Arabia and Australia, uh, which are rich in energy sources, Mm -hmm. took first and second place in Korea's trade deficit last year.
0: Yeah, definitely so. And uh, I believe uh, Saudi Arabia and Australia Australia especially, they've been getting a lot of uh, their energy sources there, so I'm not surprised with this. But with China, uh, the numbers. were there. Uh, Yes, trade with the United States has been increasing, but trade with uh, China has been decreasing for some quite time right now, and there's mm-hmm. a number of reasons for this. I mean, you also have to take into consideration uh, COVID-19. China was kind of locking down their country for the for the most part. Also, they're also trying to uh, domesticate a lot of their te- the technology mm-hmm. so that they don't have to import as many goods. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you're, you're going to continue to see these numbers, unfortunately. And it's a shame because, again, China, again, like you said, uh, we used to have consistently high trade figures uh, with them. Let's move on now uh, over to the U.S., a new U.S. Congress beginning on Tuesday, bringing a new era of Republican control of the House, uh, while the Senate remains under the control of the Democrats. Uh, Tom, let's get the latest on this.
2: Right. The 118th U.S. Congress opened on January 3rd. The Congress will last into 2025, sharing much of President Biden's remaining term. Now, beating many expectations, the Republicans succeeded in gaining control over the House, securing 222 of the 435 seats of the new Congress. That's more than the required majority of 218 Mm -hmm. seats to gain control. Now, much attention is focused on whether Congressman Kevin McCarthy of California can secure enough votes from his fellow Republicans to become the Speaker of the House of Representatives. Uh, The Democrats, however, kept control of the House. So unlike the 117th Congress, in which the Democratic Party had a majority in the Senate and the House, a strong confrontation is expected between the Republicans and the Democrats. The two sides are expected to lock horns over a wide range of issues over the next two years, uh, ranging from economic policy, immigration laws, abortion, as well as scandals surrounding President Biden and the Biden administration. Now, here in South Korea, we're keeping closed tabs on the possible rediscussion of the IRA, mm. the Inflation Reduction Act, at the Congress as pledged by the Republicans. But given that the Biden government has been uh, touting the IRA as the, the administration's economic legislative achievement, uh, it's difficult to expect cooperation from the Democrats uh, at this point to make any changes to the already signed law. And also, the electric vehicle issue, which South Korea is focused on, is not the key issue related to the IRA from Washington's standpoint. So we're pinning hopes that that there may be some rediscussions, but uh, whether we'll see any positive changes remains murky. Now, on foreign policy, the general consensus is that there is no fundamental difference between uh, the Democrats and the Republicans as they're pretty much on the same page uh, when it comes to issues regarding China, Taiwan, and North Korea.
0: In the meantime, U.S. President Joe Biden set to host Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishida next week, uh, this to discuss a range of issues related to the economy and security, of course. Uh, Chiang, uh, can you tell us what the two leaders' uh, talks will focus on?
1: Sure. Now, according to the White House, the two leaders will talk about uh, Russia's invasion of Ukraine, climate change, uh, stability across the Taiwan Strait, North Korea, and a free and open Indo-Pacific. Now, the visit comes after Japan recently announced a massive expansion of its defense capabilities in light of China's growing clout in the Indo-Pacific region and security that uh, threats that were posed by North Korea. And next Friday, the 13th, uh, Washington said that President Biden will reiterate his full support for Japan's recently released national security strategy, um, its uh, presidency of the G7, and its term as a non- permanent member of the United Nations Security Council. Now, um, as you know, Japan will host the G7 this year, including Leaders' uh, Summit in May in Hiroshima that also Biden plans to attend. Now, the Japanese prime minister will kick off a G7 tour next Monday, visiting France, Italy, the United Kingdom, Canada before the United States. Now, experts say that Kishida will seek biden's endorsement of his national security and defense strategy and also in particular support for his uh its acquisition of uh counter and capabilities which japan has uh, some restrictions right, right. to at the moment and also focus heavily on economic security issues related to china Including cooperation on export controls for sensitive technologies like semiconductors.
0: All right, uh, we'll keep a close tab on that meeting. And In fact, uh, in the meantime, uh, guys, thank you very much for your report today. As always, please stay safe and we'll see you guys again. See you. you. You can listen to Korea Now with me, SJ Lee, by downloading the Arirang Radio application or tune in online by visiting www.adirangradio.com. So make sure you tune in Mondays through Fridays, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Korea time.